Talon allowed himself to relax as the plane leveled off. They were safe. He smiled at Janie while the girl studied him. She was awful tiny to have demolished three centuries of peace. Crocus' blue eyes shot curiosity and daring from her young face as she spoke. So, are you going to protect us? Kara jumped at the child's voice. The small jet lifted into the air like a predator on a mission, while two pairs of identical blue eyes focused across the tiny aisle. Is that all right with you? He turned his gaze on the child. She fascinated him. So fragile, even the whispering wind would threaten her. A real child. Human. Janie squinted before looking his frame up and down, and reaching a decision, she nodded solemnly, her, yes, a bare whisper of sound. The knuckles on her tiny fingers clenched white on her mother's hand. Talon remained silent for a moment, taking in the pale features of the two females. The blue blanket enfolded them both. Knowing full well what he pledged, he spoke, yes. I'm here to protect you. His vow threaded through the cozy cabin, and the child let out her breath with a smile, while Kara frowned, glancing around, probably for a weapon. He knew what he'd promised, and since he hadn't broken a promise in his long life, he refused to start now. He studied the two as the plane gained altitude. Both had long, curly hair the color of burnished teak, deep blue eyes, and delicate bones. Something close to protectiveness nudged his conscience. Janie gave him a toothless grin. So you cummed for us, finally. She tugged the tattered brown bear closer to her chest, and Talon grinned. Mr. Mullet did indeed wear a faded blue mullet as his hairstyle. Talon settled into the plush couch. I'm here for you, Janie. Who are you? Kara pulled Janie even closer. Talon sighed. I'll explain once we get to D.C., Kara. All I can tell you right now is that you're safe. I don't think so. What the hell's in D.C.? Who is in D.C.? All right. Her pretty eyes narrowed to daggers. Who the hell is in D.C.? The muted interior lights illuminated her fragile features. The stirring in his loins now made sense to him. He'd felt the change in his skin, in his blood the second he'd touched her, and now had proof of their connection on his palm. Forever. He refrained from studying his hand again. He'd do so later. The director of the U.S. Marshal's service. You aren't a U.S. Marshal. She hurled the words as an accusation a dare even. He grinned. Not even close, darling. Explain. The accusation and dare he could have ignored, but the plea, the concern from a mother attempting to protect her child, well, even he couldn't disregard that. And considering they had just become his, he should try to make them happy. I don't know all of the details. Only that you're in danger. The life you've been leading is now over. What kind of danger? He studied her, wondering how much he should reveal. The woman looked to be on the edge, 
And unfortunately, there wasn't much he could do about it. If he told her everything, well... Your eyes are wrong, Janie's soft voice wound through the shrill sound of high-end jet engines. My eyes? He fought a grin. His brother Dage was correct as usual. Janie was beyond gifted, beyond a normal psychic. Yes, they're not supposed to be brown. Maybe they aren't, he agreed. Contacts? Like on TV? Janie scrunched her face in a frown. Contacts, he affirmed. Can you take them out? Not yet. Later I will. Okay. The little girl leaned against her mother before closing her eyes with a sigh.